All right, what's going on, everybody? It is another episode of Dynasty Season. We're going to start running down the top 12 at each position. We're going to start with quarterbacks today. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick, and Austin is here too. So we'll be going through discussing what's different in our top 12 and maybe who is right on that border that didn't make the cut but is an honorable mention. And we'll go through it and see what we got. Um, But let's just jump right into it. Um, Our first quarterback is the same i think everybody has the same number one quarterback in dynasty and that's josh allen right uh, anybody like i have him in his own tier so uh patrick mahomes used to be in that tier but now i don't even have him in the same tier after the tyreek trade so i just have josh allen standing alone at number one well uh, what do you what do you got i mean you obviously yeah. have josh allen at the top as well but anything yeah, that it's, makes it's... him stand above the rest it's just the fact that he's got such a big arm. He's shown that he can produce with it, and he's got way more legs than you'd expect. Like, this yeah. guy puts up so much extra rushing upside for being a super young franchise. Looks like he has a super long future. If you have him in Dynasty, you have, like, a decade of solid quarterback play. So it's just... The thing with Patrick Mahomes is his 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 weapons are depleted, and he didn't look as amazing as you want from your number one overall guy last year when Josh Allen did. So yeah, Josh Allen's definitely number one here. Yeah. And you still have Mahomes listed at two. I moved him down to three behind Herbert, which I was surprised you still had him above Herbert, but uh, you know, you're a Herbert guy. I, I figured you'd have him up here too, but I moved Herbert up just because when I look at, what I'm looking at is three years, right? I'm looking at who has the best three-year window at the position. Like, yeah, you say I could have this player for 10 years, but really looking out that far is really hard to do unless you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and his 10-year contract or Josh Allen with his real long-term deal. But for the most part, I'm trying to look you know, three years out. I want my quarterback to look like he's stable for the next three years. And so I didn't try to think about anything past those three years when I did my rankings and in doing so I put Herbert at two because of like we said the weapons around uh, Patrick Mahomes right now are kind of limited I I obviously think that he's going to be just fine there's enough receivers there for everybody to put up 600 yards and then to rotate people in and out and Travis Kelsey to be the elite receiver their their elite pass catching option but uh, losing Tyreek Hill it can't make you gain value that's just there's no possible way for him to still be valued where he was without having Tyreek Hill so I definitely dropped him down one spot just because like I said Herbert is you know so young these guys are both age alone isn't a factor for these guys they're all young enough to where they could be your quarterback for the next 10 years you're looking at you know did they do they have the weapons around them to support a QB1 finish? Do they have uh, a stable team situation where they're not turning over a head coach or offensive coordinator? You know, Josh Allen lost his offensive coordinator. We could see something change in Buffalo. But um, when I look at Herbert and even Joe Burrow, I look at their weapons and what's around them and I say, for the next three years, they're loaded. So I I have them way up here. And so I have Herbert at two, you have Mahomes at two, I have him at three. You have Herbert at three. It's same guys. I have him in the same tier. Uh, what's the difference in these two for you? Um, it's just Mahomes is Mahomes. He has the Mahomes yeah. magic. He's he's just been way too explosive for way long. Like it's ever since he stepped on the field. Uh, well, not the first game because that was the last game of the season where he ruined yeah. their uh, lowest interceptions on the season of any team record. But um, the, ever since he had his first full year that he started, he just had insane power. So it's it is close though. Like Herbert, I am perfectly fine with anyone who puts him at two. I mean, I personally wouldn't trade Herbert for Mahomes one for one. I'd rather just keep Herbert just because I have him. Yeah. So it's obviously Mahomes isn't that much higher for me if I'm not willing to even do that trade. But uh, that's just because I like Herbert that much. But it, it's just he got paid an insane amount of money. It looks like they. He has Andy Reid as well. I mean, Andy Reid is something that Herbert doesn't have. And while, like, Herbert and uh, Josh Allen are getting better coaching than some other young guys that we just wish got better coaching, 
it's Andy Reid is Andy Reid. He's going to always be solid. Like Mahomes, if he's healthy, he should put up big numbers. Whether or not they'll drop while he doesn't have insane weapons now, it's you have him for a decade. Like I was saying, like when you're picking these guys with your first three picks in a startup draft overall, you're basically saying, all right, QB one slot. I'm not worrying about it for as long as I'm in this league, at least for as long as a yeah. lot of leagues last. I'm not sure the average age of a dynasty league, but I mean, the age of these quarterbacks is going to be insane. So they're, they're pretty much the same though, but Mahomes is just a little bit higher. The Andy Reid factor, I guess, is what I'll say it is. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like I said, I have him in the same tier. I don't see a huge difference in him. I, Mahomes could be the QB1 this year. I mean, any of these guys have QB1 upside, I think all the way down to like seven, maybe. I, I think that I think Dak is that cutoff line where I don't think he has the QB1 upside, but I think he's or like QB1 overall, but I think he's a top 12 QB for sure. But I think Dak is probably that cutoff line for me of could be the number one overall QB any given year. So uh, I'm, I'm with it. You know, this is, this is where we have our, our first real swap. And again, it's the same player switched, but I have Burrow at four and you have Kyler Murray at four. Um, and then we both have Lamar at five followed by the opposite. So I have Burrow at four and Murray at six and you have Murray at four and Burrow at six. So the, just I touched on it a little bit with the weapons and the situation and what we've seen from Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow has been nothing but a stud. Uh, when he came in before he got hurt, he looked like he was going to be a guy. And then they went out and got his pal, Jamar Chase, and they already had T. Higgins. And he came in and in his first full season took the team to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that I expect him to you know, be this insane i don't know if he's patrick mahomes i don't know if he's even justin herbert i think the fantasy value there he's not as mobile you know he did come off the knee injury the big catastrophic knee injury but he's not as mobile of a quarterback one of the things that dak prescott took a hit in was his rushing upside that he used to have you know these quarterbacks get hurt and sometimes they lose that part of their game like you talked about with josh allen i don't know how long he's going to be running the football like that you know, oh, yeah. they talk about the it. Same thing that happened to like Wentz and then Dak and all these other guys. They get terrible leg injury and suddenly they have half or less the amount of rushing attempts than they ever had before and they never go back. And they talk so. about it too. Like it's a focus for these teams of, you know, you got to know when is the right time to put your body on the line. I don't need you putting your body on the line on a first and 10 and you're just trying to evade a sack, you know, just throw the ball away. I don't need you trying to run and truck a guy on a second and four to try and get a first down like save your body we'll get it on third down you know and that's the thing about these quarterbacks is now they're being smarter with it but we're still seeing some of them use their legs and josh allen's just so big that people are bouncing off him but uh you know joe burrow is missing that a little bit and i think is that the biggest reason why you have kyler murray as your number four quarterback up there yeah so the reason why because it's Kyler Murray, Lamar, than Joe. And the reason why it's Kyler Murray and Lamar above him is just because of the rushing upside. Until Joe, and very likely after this year, partway through this year, uh, Joe's going to make that leap and be like pretty close to Justin Herbert argument of just insane production, massive games, game in, game out. But uh, until he finally does that, I just would rather bank on the rushing upside right now of the other two just because how much extra points you can get at the quarterback position with those extra uh, rushing. If you, uh, I mean, if you have a six-point passing league, I might just go Burrow above the other two. But yeah. um, it, it's, I only did it because of the legs, but Joe can easily pass him up soon. I, so I can see it happening. I have Joe Burrow as the QB4. I have him in that same tier two as Herbert and Mahomes. I have him that high for me. Just because we look at what he did this last year, nothing is changing and his offensive line got better. So they're trying to fix the offensive line, which was the biggest problem. Joe Burrow was getting murdered on a football field, but they like T Higgins rookie deal, Jamar chase rookie deal, Joe Burrow rookie deal. Uh, Mixon is there for the, at least two years. Like they're set. I, I just, the way I look at it is I, 
don't see any reason why they would decline from where they were at offensively. Um, and I think they're going to be a team that competes and goes to the playoffs. And I think Joe Burrow is the reason for that. So uh, I I have Joe Burrow as high as in that tier. But, you know, I, I'm a little less reliant on that rushing upside with these elite guys because, you know, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, they're both missing a bunch of time. They're both taking extra, extra shots. Like, they're both missing games. And that's the only reason I have less value in that rushing upside that Kyler Murray does provide. He's going to get rushing touchdowns. Like, that is something that Kyler Murray adds to his game. But we have kind of seen start to taper off because of the injuries. We saw James Conner get all the work. and that would, But part of that has to do with no DeAndre Hopkins as well. So, you know, Kyler Murray is going to score touchdowns. He's going to put up fantasy points. I just don't know if I'm... I don't know if I have him high enough to ever take him in a league because for me, when I get to that point, I'm going to take a position player in a startup over taking that Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. I'll take a top wide receiver or Jonathan Taylor or something before I go that route. So I think that's maybe where that disconnect is for me. It's just that next tier is a little awkward for me, but then we both have Lamar at five and Lamar We've seen him pass. You know, we, he was an MVP. We've seen his passing volume go up. We saw Hollywood Brown be like a stud the whole time, the start of the year when Lamar Jackson was in. Lamar Jackson goes out. We see uh, Tyler Huntley come in there and play okay. But, you know, our offensive weapons besides Mark Andrews kind of disappeared. And uh, I think Lamar has taken a step forward as a passer. Like for me um, – I think Lamar and Jalen Hurts are very similar and they're closer than people want to admit. And I know Jalen Hurts' biggest knock has always been his ability of passing the ball. Lamar Lamar's thing has always been his ability passing the ball. You know, they've got the ability to be out there and win football games, but are if all their fantasy points are coming from their legs, I get more scared than I do confident in building my dynasty team around them it's a little bit different with lamar because he is entrenched as the starter he is you know looking at a long-term contract extension you know there's all this drama going on about it what you know after especially after the ravens owner came out saying like giving deshaun watson this fully guaranteed contract makes things a little hard on them which i can understand it probably makes their job really difficult but uh, like I think that's what the reason I have Lamar up here instead of down near the back half of the top QB1 uh, rankings just because he is guaranteed that spot. He has had some injury issues, but I think he's taken a step forward in passing and he's still got that rushing upside. And when he's running the ball, he is electric. Like he is a stud. So, uh, I mean, what, what else do you got to say about Lamar? Yeah, so the real only reason why I have Kyler just above Lamar is I think uh, Kyler has a better upside with his, with his arm, but I think Lamar is the king of, if you want to talk about rushing upside for a quarterback, Yeah, I think his rushing upside is better than Kyler's, better than honestly anybody in the league. He's number one when it comes to the rushing upside. People oh, yeah. are acting like Trey Lance might come in and take the number one, but I mean, until we see it, it's it's Lamar right now. And I, I just, uh, I really like that aspect of just getting those extra points off of like yeah. the uh, the rushing touchdowns. He just breaks off a fat run and suddenly you're gaining four points instead of and throwing a 40-yard bomb and you're gaining less. So Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure last like year it. Jalen Hurts led all quarterbacks in rushing yards. But again, Lamar Jackson missed time. And he was still like, he was just above Lamar Jackson. Uh after playing most of the year. And so if Lamar had played a full season, he was still going to lead that by a few hundred yards probably. So he's the guy. Um, but he also has, you know, given that team, uh, he, he was an MVP and he's taken the team to the playoffs. He's made that team win a lot of football games. Harbaugh just got an extension. So, you know, I just... If he can stay healthy, he'll stay up here in my QB rankings. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy while he 
because the way he scores fantasy points is more detrimental to his health than a traditional pocket passer. So it's just more volatile, more risky, but he has the opportunity to be QB1 every single week from an 80-yard touchdown run. And then I don't know how much this factors in, uh, but how do you feel about the longevity of a quarterback like Lamar? Like looking at how how quickly Cam Newton just fell off. Is, is it a worry that a guy like Lamar is going to have a shorter total lifespan than a guy like Herbert or Mahomes? Yeah, that, or is, is, it just, that is a concern for me. They're young enough right now. Who cares? I don't think it's going to be within the next three years. But as that... It's probably like seven, maybe. As that... Say, six, seven. As those yeah. mobile quarterbacks get to, you know, 28 to 30 years old in that window, you got to start looking at their game. Is their game changing in a way that is going to support them being a quarterback going forward? Are they uh, reliant on their ability to run the football or are they able to take that step and transition to more of a traditional pocket passer when they start to not be able to outrun everybody on the football field? Cause that time will come. And I don't know if their arm talent, like you said, Kyler Murray's arm talent is probably better. And I would agree for like longevity. I've probably got him lasting longer than Lamar Jackson because of, I think his arm talent is better, but then you got to look at, you know, how valuable are these guys going to be without their rushing upside? You know, like we had that conversation with Dak and Dak's rushing was actually a, like on a per game basis, if you take his fumbles and, you know, some of them are in the pocket, so you can't necessarily attribute them to rushing, but his overall rushing stats, he was like negative 0.04 points a game or something rushing. So he's hurting his overall score every week uh, from his rushing, uh, lack of rushing upside. Uh, but you look at some of the other quarterbacks where they're getting six eight points like jalen hurts and um you know lamar they're getting a, a free touchdown from their rushing upside so you can't discredit it but you gotta factor it in long term the hits and the injuries and the risk that they're not going to be in your lineup because of the way they score their points but um then we have, you know, the other, I have Murray, you have Burrow. We've talked about him. We'll just go on to the next one. But I have all, so I have Burrow in that tier two. And then I have Lamar and Kyler in a tier. So uh, I have them there as that next tier. Um, then going after that, we both have Deshaun Watson. Um, I think his contract really pushed him up this high. The fact that he's going to be there regardless of if he gets suspended this whole season. Like we, we have kind of gotten enough information from the whole legal situation to know that, I mean, he's going to play football again. He's been traded. He's gotten the contract. Uh, even if he gets suspended six games or even a full season, you're expecting him to come back. His, Rushing upside, he has led the league in passing. He's going to have better weapons, hopefully, than he did in Houston. Like, I'd take Amari Cooper over Brandon Cooks, but they still need to get another guy. But uh, I think I think Deshaun Watson, if you have held him this long, you're not selling him for anything. And yeah, this if is you haven't held him. And if you haven't bought him yet, it's too late. But I, I do have him as a top 10 dynasty quarterback. Um, I don't think he's going to get suspended a whole year, but who knows? The NFL could do anything. They, they could do whatever they want. So if they suspend him six games, you're probably pretty happy and you just suck it up and move on. You've had him this long. But after that, I think you're locked and loaded with a QB1 every week. So. Um, what what do you think about Watson and Cleveland? And I mean, yeah, he's got a guaranteed like, contract. Yeah, and it feels like when he plays, if he's playing a full season, it's pretty much guaranteed four thousand yards passing plus rushing upside. So it just it just feels like he's been too good. I mean, 
I keep thinking maybe I want to knock him down a couple spots because the next couple guys on my list have an insane supporting cast compared to his supporting cast. But yeah. I, it's just he's always done it. And it's, we can't really pretend like Houston was such a great place, even though he did have Hopkins Fuller at one point. But uh, I, I just... He, he's too good. He's too good to knock him, even if you dislike anything about him. Even if... Uh, even if you don't like the fact that he's going to be suspended for a bit, we're talking about Dynasty. He's going to be there for the long haul. Yeah. He got in. It's all guaranteed his contract, right? Wasn't it 100% guaranteed? Yes. Or, 100% yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, it's. He's definitely going to be a top 10 quarterback for way too long. Yeah. And uh, I think that the uh, downside, like, if he's not elite. He's what mid QB, like top end QB two, back end QB one. If he hasn't played football in a year and he forgot how to play football, right? Like, yeah, he might start off with some QB fourteen games, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. Then he'll be back up. Like, I feel like bad weeks for him are going to be like QB eleven, twelve, and yeah. good weeks he can be as high as like the QB. He could possibly he could be QB one, QB one some yeah. weeks. Yeah, certainly, but. But at the end of the year, he'll be sitting about where I think, like, where we have him, QB7. And I feel like that's probably the perfect spot. And then right after Watson, uh, so the next three people, we have the same three, but I have Dak at eight and you have Dak at, uh, what is that, nine, ten? You have I have ten. at ten, yeah. So uh, the next three are Dak, Russell Wilson, and Matt Stafford. So I have Dak at eight. I got a cat going through a bag right now. <laughs> I have Dak at eight. You have Russell Wilson. Um, so if you took my rankings and I, it goes for me, Dak, Russell Wilson, and then Matt Stafford. If you took Dak and put him right behind Matt Stafford, that's how you have him. So the same three players, but in a little bit different order. Pretty um, much the same situation as Joe Burrow earlier. Yeah. Or do you have him above two guys that are super similar? I have him right below two guys that are super similar. Yeah, and a lot of these come down to personal preference. It's really not like you got kind of got to call your shot. These guys are in a similar tier. They like the reason I have Dak up there is because of his contract and the fact that the Cowboys offense has year over year been a top like six passing offense. And every time Dak has been healthy, he's been productive on the football field. But like we talked about earlier, he lost that rushing upside, which. I I don't want to say it's gone forever yet. I, I still have hope. Not that it'll be as good as it once was, but that after he's a year removed from the injury, he's played a full season of football, maybe he's got his legs under him a little bit more and he's willing to get out of the pocket and use his legs a little bit more. But it's not going to be like we saw before. It's, it's going to be more... Patrick Mahomes has sneaky rushing upside. And I think we could look at sneaky rushing upside for Dak, where it's not him running out of the pocket for design quarterback runs, but his, it's him getting out of the pocket on a third and six and getting eight for a first down. You know, I, I think we could get back to that instead of him sliding at the line of scrimmage to avoid contact. Uh, it's just after the injury, we didn't see it. I, I don't want to say it's gone forever. I think it is a very vital part to their offense. And I think it's possible that we get some of that back, but I, I can't, you can't bet on it. And I, I still have him there because of his contract, because CD Lamb's still on a rookie deal. I think I, right now, my belief is that they're getting Traylon Burks at 24. Like that's what I think is going to happen. Cause if Traylon Burks is there at 24, Jerry Jones is taking Traylon Burks. It'll be like CD Lamb all over again. Like so, right before the Cowboys at twenty four is the Cardinals at twenty three. Is that right? Yeah. Because I feel like the Cardinals are actually a really spicy spot to grab a wide receiver that I haven't I agree. seen in a lot of mock drafts. So uh, be scared if uh, they snipe you on that trail hey, on Burks. I feel like that works with their team. We have we have Burks said works. it multiple times. If there are five quarterbacks in the first round, then some of these wide receivers are going to get pushed down. If there are two quarterbacks in the first round or maybe three with pick 32, then we're going to see more wide receivers and edge rushers up there. Like, uh, it's just, we're just going to have to see how things fall 
fall when the draft comes. So um, I, I could definitely see Fal- or the uh, Cardinals taking a wide receiver right in front of the Cowboys, but um, I would love to see the Cowboys take a day two wide receiver to add with Dak. We've talked about it on our you know available landing spots and opportunities. Like they need a wide receiver after Amari Cooper left, and they're going to try and do it through the draft. So, uh, but you have Russell Wilson there. Russell Wilson, he's next on my list. Uh, if you're looking at a three-year window, I think he's locked and loaded every week. Start with incredible weapons in Denver, right? Yeah, so him and Matt Stafford are pretty much identical to me, and I was struggling yeah, over who uh, I agreed. like more. The thing is, they're both like 33, 34. I mean, you got guys like Aaron's 38 and still going, Tom's 45, and then... I don't remember exactly the ages that Philip Rivers and uh, Eli and um, Big Ben fell off, but I feel like you still have a solid at least, yeah, three, four years, I could almost even say. You can guarantee four years. But uh, it's they're on super teams. They really are. They're yeah. set up on super teams. And they're given the full reins of the offense. It's going to be nothing but them throwing to stars all year and I just want to be a part of that super team. I like both of these guys. Yeah. I, I'm back and forth on whether or not I like Stafford more than Wilson, but it, it's basically two guys who have proven that they are elite franchise quarterbacks and they're set up on super teams, and I want a piece of it. I am tempted to move Stafford above Wilson just because of that connection he has with Cooper Cup and the fact that we've already seen it for a year. But when you look at the weapons that Denver has, like – their wide receiver 3-4 is Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Like, Tim Patrick has led that team in touchdowns the last two years. It hasn't been a high number, but he's led that team in touchdowns the last two years. Jerry Judy has been, you know, he had the injury, and then he had Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, and I can't wait to see what he becomes now. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton could, like, have a career year. You know, he's that big body outside guy. Like he is, like if you look at Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton, it is almost just like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Now, then you add in Tim Patrick and Javante Williams and KJ Hamler and Albert O. Like there are so many weapons on this team. It doesn't matter who Russell Wilson throws the ball to. Like he could score on every play. it's just insane so uh, i have russ up there but i don't think matthew stafford is anything to worry about either you like i said they're the same tier same type of player same situation almost identical on super teams and same age pretty much just set up for cooper cup everything's alan robinson cam Akers, daryl henderson tyler higby like they have weapons as well and i just you know I, I went with Wilson ahead of him just because I like the wide receivers more. I know Cooper Cup was just the far and away wide or wide receiver one, but I I'm a big Jerry Judy fan. I think Cortland Sutton could still be the wide receiver one this year for that team, uh, fantasy wise, and we could see two wide receivers in the top twenty from them. Um it's going to be fun to watch, especially in that division. The thing about the division and them being in shootouts and having to play those teams every week, they're going to be chucking the ball. Like, they have to, to win that division. So Yeah, every single team's uh, designed to score a touchdown on every drive. So to compete, yes. you just got to score a touchdown every drive. Yes, so but that, that pushes, that is what pushes Russ ahead of Stafford for me. Uh, but then you have Dak right after Stafford. Uh, we've kind of talked enough about that one. Unless you have anything else you want to say, we'll move on to our, we, we agree on the number 11 quarterback. So uh, anything you want to say about those three guys before we move to the next one? Um, Yeah, no, honestly, Dak goes above those two. If he gets the rushing upside back or yeah. he just falls out with his arm, but I, I think his arm alone, the other two have a better supporting cast. The other two are more seasoned, uh, elite veterans. So I can, I can see why. that. I can get that. Um, then the, our, our quarterback 11. Our quarterback 11 is Derek Carr. Um, we have talked about Derek Carr with the Devontae trade, some of the offseason stuff. Um, 
I'm in. I, I know Derek Carr is, he's never thrown for 30 touchdowns. I expect him to throw for 30 plus touchdowns this year. I Mike Clay put out his um, projections for the season a couple days ago, and he had Hunter Renfro still projected like 100 plus targets with Darren Waller getting 100 targets and Devontae Adams getting like 168. I, I think we're talking about the target share numbers for Devonte, and he may not have that wide receiver one upside anymore. I think he does. And I think Derek Carr has QB five upside. Uh, I have him at 11 just because he's been consistently a middle of that, those teens finishing spot at the end of the year. Like he's very consistent but not exceptional. And I think we saw that year where it looked like he was going to be an MVP and then he got hurt. And uh, I was watching Pat McAfee today and uh, they had somebody call in talking about Devonte and not being able to do what he did in Green Bay. And Pat said, hey, I was playing when that season when Derek Carr looked like he was going to be an MVP and he got hurt, like we were preparing for the game plan. And I went out and I met Derek Carr before the game. And, you know, all we prepared for all week was Derek Carr. Derek Carr was the guy, the superstar on that team when we were preparing to play them. So I don't think he was talking about how Derek Carr doesn't get enough love. I don't think Derek Carr gets enough love. I think adding Devontae Adams to that is enough to send Derek Carr from a QB 14-15 Mike Clay's predict, uh, projections had him ending as the QB 15 for this coming season. I think it is entirely possible he throws for 35 touchdowns and 4,500 plus yards and Devontae Adams has still wide receiver one upside. So I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. I think it's more realistic for him to throw 30 touchdowns. He's going to throw over 4,000 yards like that's just going to happen. He was in the top 10 in passing attempts last year. Um, they still have Josh Jacobs, but uh, I don't see any reason why Derek Carr wouldn't be a top 12 QB this year and for the next two years, three years. I, I'm in for the Derek Carr run this next two, three years with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Like Their problem was always weapons. You look at what Derek Carr has done the last few years. Look at the weapons he had on the outside. They were always trying to find a guy. And Hunter Renfro be kind of kind of became the guy they needed last year. And I still think Hunter Renfro is going to play a very valuable part on that offense. Darren Waller is going to be healthy again. And they brought in Devontae Adams. I, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, it's definitely a... Uh... People have hated on Derek Carr for far too long, and it's time he finally shows himself. He's going to go off this year. I am huge about Derek Carr, and I think Josh Jacobs actually might be boosting Derek Carr's passing upside with uh, the addition of Josh McDaniels. They're going to have a lot more screens. I think there's going to be a lot more dump-offs to uh, Josh Jacobs to get a little extra more than handing it off to him. So I feel like all around, Derek Carr is going to be insane this year. The division was mounting up like, hey, Raiders, you're going to have to roll over. This division is going to be too tough. And like, okay, let's go get Devontae Adams. This division ain't going to be too tough. We're going to try and run this division. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see them go off and even have a chance at being the top team in this division. That would be insane after the Chargers go out and load up and the Chiefs being the Chiefs the past couple of years. The Broncos going out and getting Russell Wilson. And then all of a sudden the Raiders come out of nowhere and win that division. That would be insane. And you don't add Devontae Adams if you're not trying to do that. I think they could. And I think their defense is not at – like the Chargers, they just absolutely stacked their defense this offseason with J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. And, you know, they're still looking for like a stud linebacker after – what's his name left? Kaiser White. He went to the Eagles. But, like, they've got Derwin James. They've got J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Like – Everybody's been mocking them to take an interior defensive lineman, but instead they go Sebastian Joseph Day. Like they have a defense that 
I think, you know, may push them ahead of the Raiders. But I could see the Raiders and Derek Carr still being in that conversation. I still have They're a fun dark horse team this year. For yeah. Sure. And I still think my my pick to win the division is still the Chiefs. Like, I know they don't have Tyreek. I'm still picking them to win the division. I I got to see it. You know, like this whole talk last year of Patrick Mahomes was having a rough year and was bad. And that middle stretch of the year where he did look a little rough, you know, he cleaned it all up. And we saw that lights out game of him versus Josh Allen in the playoffs that made them change the playoff rules. Like I'm, I'm not worried. You know, I, I think the chiefs are going to win the division still, but I could see Devonte giving Derek Carr enough to be a QB one for the next three years. Um, it, it's a little sketchy just because, you know, Devonte is getting up there in age, but Devonte is elite. Like, I am not worried about it, and I think what you would be worried about with his age, like, these guys have played together and already showed us they love playing together. Like, I'm not worried. But, uh, yeah, Derek, Derek Carr at 11 doesn't bother me. Uh, I If people still have him ranked in, like, their mid to late teens, I'll go trade for him. I'll take him. Um, but our last QB, we have a difference. This is where our list differs. We don't have the same quarterback here. This is the only quarterback we have that differs in our top 12, regardless of uh, which order we have them in. I have Jalen Hurts. And yeah, I figured. Prior to... So I made some notes about Jalen Hurts. Prior to the offseason, I had him at like the 8-9 range. Matthew Stafford signed an extension. Russell Wilson got traded to Denver. Uh, let's see. Derek Carr getting Devontae. Deshaun Watson getting traded and then paid. All of them, they moved up my rankings. Jalen Hurts has also moved up in the way I see him, but not enough to keep him ahead of those guys. So I, I know a lot of people are questioning whether Jalen Hurts is going to be the future of the Eagles. It's obviously been a topic of conversation since they drafted him and they had Carson Wentz and all everything that's gone on with Jalen Hurts and his lackluster passing at times. Uh, but he took him to the playoffs. The team just traded away a first-round pick this year, which gives them ammo for the following year to move up and get a quarterback if they needed to. Uh, they have came out and said that Jalen Hurts is going to be their quarterback this year. He did, just took him to the playoffs, like I said. I think that Jalen Hurts played well enough last year, which was really his rookie year, right? He played four games or something the year before. So this was really his first – this was his full, first full season. Um, the second half of the year, he played hurt and still put up decent fantasy points. Um, still won games for the team down the stretch, still took them to the playoffs where they got, you know, bounced by the Bucks. But that team was a dumpster fire. And Jalen Hurts took them to the playoffs. They have Devonta Smith as their only real wide receiver. Jalen Rager doesn't count. JJ Arcega Whiteside doesn't count. Like these guys don't matter. Now, if they take a Garrett Wilson or somebody in the first round and it's Devonta Smith and Garrett Wilson with Dallas Goddard, who took a step forward after they lost or after they traded Zach Ertz, like they could have a functional passing offense. And if Jalen Hurts is able to go from a quarterback who gets us fantasy points every week with his legs to a quarterback who gets us fantasy points with his arm and then makes it double with his legs, like I'll be cool with it. So I, I am looking and I think Jalen Hurts has that upside and has the ability to take that step forward. Whereas the next guys in my rankings are like Tua, I think is my next ranked quarterback. And that's because, you know, he has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek, but he does, you know, that, ru that rushing upside we talk about is just so hard to quantify the risk of him losing his job because he can run the ball well but not pass the ball well versus the fantasy points that him running the ball gets us so I, I do have him at 12 but again i can understand if you're out on him i still i believe in 
Jalen Hurts and his ability to take that next step. Um, he didn't he didn't win an MVP like Lamar Jackson, but if you go look at their numbers side by side, like through their first like 17 starts or whatever, they're almost identical, like exactly the same. And we saw Lamar kind of progress as a passer, and that's what I want to see from Jalen Hurts. I just don't know if we're going to get the opportunity to see it, and that's why he's down here and Lamar is up at five. Jalen Hurts is down here because of the risk, because of them moving on at quarterback, because we don't know if he's going to be their franchise answer. Whereas even though Lamar doesn't have a long-term deal, we know he's going to be a starting quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we can't guarantee that past this season. I think we can say for sure he's the starter going into this season. I think we've gotten past the they could draft the quarterback. Now, it's still in the realm of possibilities. They do stupid shit all the time. Honestly, even if they do, though, I feel like that quarterback yeah, will sit Yeah, I, I still think start. Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. And so uh, I think you can get rid of some of that risk and take a high upside quarterback into the season who has the possibility to earn a long-term gig. And if, you know, if things start going bad, more than likely you're going to be left holding the bag. Uh, if things go bad for Jalen Hurts, he's probably going to be moved on from so fast that you're not able to get any value out of him when you trade him uh, or try to move on from him or when the team moves on from him. So it's one of those things that it's very risky. So you have to kind of call your shot. Do you believe Jalen Hurts is going to take that next step and become a better passer? I think if they add another good wide receiver in this draft, I am willing to bet on it. I'm willing to say I think Jalen Hurts will be a good enough passer to be an NFL quarterback and stay, uh, become a franchise quarterback for that team. But that's not a guarantee, and that's the risk you got to be willing to take if you're going to put him there. So, uh, But you have Aaron Rodgers, so... I, I so, couldn't I couldn't do it. I, I understand. I, I know, but his top wide receiver is Alan Lazard. I don't care if he was back-to-back MVPs. He's 38 and has no wide receivers. So convince me. Tell me why he's so, 12. They're going to figure it out. They'll get some guys in there. They're still, I think they're honestly waiting until after the draft before they sign the remaining big names because they're still OBJ and Jarvis Landry. They could pick up both yeah. of those guys who they know work on a field well together. Will and Fuller. And with Aaron. Will Fuller is another name that I think was, I thought the Chiefs should have gone for. I think he's very similar. I think he's just a better MVS, honestly. I was going to say he could replace MVS on the Packers. what they lost yeah. in MVS. Imagine they get Jarvis Landry MVS or OBJ, or sorry, MVS, Jarvis Landry Will Fuller, OBJ Will Fuller. I definitely think they didn't re-sign Aaron. Aaron didn't agree to come back, knowing, because I'm pretty sure he knew this was going to happen with Devontae or something was up with the Devontae situation before he re-signed, because I'm sure he was talking with Devontae yeah. about trying to go all in and go for a couple of years, and he's not coming back unless he's talked to Devontae about coming back and then figuring out that situation. So I'm pretty sure he knew what was going on. He didn't re-sign just to end at Green Bay on a, I'm going to play for fun in exhibition games, but not have a real team. I think they're going to figure it out. And I think he's guaranteed at least two years. I think he definitely wants yeah. to play till he's 40, but the contract went for longer. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's like a five year him. deal, right? Yeah, It's a five but year. It's really two or three. Trash. Yeah. So I think it's at least three. I, I'm willing to be confident in saying you're getting three years, but I'm, I'm almost willing to guarantee Two is guaranteed, I think, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's dang near guaranteed at two, and I feel good about three. And I'm still scared about Jalen's future, and I'd rather go in on that on how much longer we can milk Aaron Rodgers versus how much longer do we have behind Jalen before they possibly do want to move on from him, or will he pan out? And then with yeah. Tua, who actually have right in between Aaron and uh, Jalen Hurts, the reason why I went with Tua is over Jalen Hurts is because I was originally really down on Tua. I had a much lower. But uh, that was back when they were trying to get Deshaun Watson. And then they kicked out um, their old coach, Brian Flores, blamed him for all of the Deshaun Watson rumors, saying <laughs> we were always behind Tua. It was him causing all this strife, him constantly causing the drama, saying that, yeah, we we're trying to get Watson. It wasn't us. We're so in on Tua. Let's build an insane amount of weapons. Let's get Tyreek Hill for him. And they went so in on Tua 
that I like that more. I'm honestly was debating whether or not I should have Aaron at 13 and Tua at 12, just because of Tua's age and how hard they went in on him this year. It's, but I just, I feel like Aaron is, he's pissed off about Tom Brady continuing to getting the spotlight, going till he's 45 and stealing the spotlight from him. He put up back-to-back MVPs. I think he's pissed and wants to keep putting up massive years. He wants to try and make a name for himself. And I just, I think he's still going to be insanely relevant. But I, I can definitely see having the younger guys, Tua and Jalen, over him. I, so if he still had Devontae Adams, he's probably at 12 for me. He may even be at 11 for me if he's got Devontae Adams and he's guaranteed two years. Because that means Derek Carr doesn't have Devontae Adams, who's at 11. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I could put him in the same, t- he'd probably be right behind that. Dak Stafford Wilson group like that next quarterback probably wouldn't pass any of them in my opinion if he had Devontae still just because of the 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 drama we've gone through uh the the longevity and that I see going forward and the like Aaron Jones I think Aaron Jones is out of there after this year Robert Tunyon's back on just a one-year deal Lazard is their most longest tenured like Packer if you don't count Randall Cobb leaving and coming back you know but uh I just if they draft again if they draft a Traylon Burks or a I see a Drake London or Chris Olave like that could definitely help them but if they draft Chris Olave I personally am even more worried Unless they take another wide receiver or they sign a Jarvis Landry. And then Christian Watson just double dip on it. Or they go Chris Olave and and Jarvis Landry or something. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. If they did something like that, I'd be more confident. But right now, I just don't know what they're going to do. And with Aaron Rodgers' age and him already having contemplated retirement and everything else, like, yeah, I know he is slotted like contract wise to look like he's guaranteed two years that doesn't mean he won't retire after this year that doesn't mean if they don't go and get a wide receiver for him to throw the ball to that he can build some trust with because you know we've seen it he likes to trust his receivers and likes to have the faith in those guys that he or else he's not throwing the ball so if they can't build that and go into this year and compete which I think even with a ragtag group of wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers can compete. But if they can't get something that really takes them to that level of competing in the playoffs, if they can't get a wide receiver that is going to come in day one and have an impact, I don't think Aaron Rodgers retiring after this year is off the table. Yes, his contract is two years, but I don't think that is out of the realm of possibilities especially if they don't really reinforce his weapons. So uh, that's what scares me about Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a back-to-back MVP. He's going to go out there and he's going to, you know, huck it, chuck it football. So um, I just, I couldn't put him in my top 12. He's right outside. But uh, like you said, you know, you have Tua in front of Hertz. I have Tua right behind Hertz. We kind of have the same people there. Um and once we get into you know post draft and closer to the regular season, uh, we'll do a video of our dynasty like top twenty four. We'll you know we'll probably just go through all the teams. We'll rank our quarterbacks by the teams once we know who's starting for every team and which quarterbacks got drafted where, and we'll we'll go through all that. Because um, once we get closer to the season, we'll put out you know we'll have our dynasty rankings. But I want to try and put out compare my dynasty rankings to a redraft single season rankings as well, and maybe we'll do an episode on a couple of little redraft things before the redraft draft season starts. While we have this long lull after the draft and rookie drafts of what is going on in the NFL while we wait for preseason. So um, this was our top 12. We mentioned a couple others outside of it, but we have 11 the same for our top 12. So I think pretty close. uh, You know, we have them in a little bit different order, but kind of the similar tiers. And Aaron Rodgers snuck in there for you. Hurts snuck in there for me. Um, We'll do running backs. I almost did Tua. I, I was super close to putting Tua up there, but I just, I couldn't. Aaron's been too good. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm back-to-back MVP. So, um, 
uh, next episode we'll do our top 12 running backs and again we'll do a longer one with more uh more rankings past the top 12 once we see who gets drafted where once we see you know our final transactions maybe some training camp injuries before we go into the season we'll have our our list that locks before we go into the year so we can look back at it and see all right how accurate was this for this season and kind of judge ourselves on uh where that ended up so uh we'll go through running backs next on friday um and any questions or differences you have with our rankings make sure you leave it in a comment on the youtube video and tell us why like if you have a quarterback we didn't mention here in our top 12 say if you really think tua or you think trevor lawrence should sneak in there at 12 who i think is like 14 for me so you know there's some guys in there that if you want to argue they could be a top 12 quarterback or you think they're a top 12 quarterback tell us why um but we'll do running backs on Friday and we'll go from there. Anything you, you know, else you want to talk about quarterback wise before we get out of here, Austin? Um, no, other than Carson Wentz, probably going to be QP one this year. We'll see. Gosh, I, you're, <laughs> I think you're the only person who likes Carson Wentz. I am the last Carson Wentz believer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's going to win the division at least that one. I will. I'm going to put money on that. I plan to with how high I can get uh, that. Bet the right Cowboys now. are breaking the curse. They're winning it back-to-back seasons. It's happening. So nope. you it's cannot convince me otherwise. Commander Carson. Uh, I hate I hate it. I hate it. Get me out of here. All right. Make sure you guys uh, leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, make sure you go to the at HeartSportsStock Twitter and enter in the $20 NFL Shop giveaway. It is going to finish right before the draft starts i believe it's like an hour last chance to enter is an hour before the draft starts and uh you can go get you know twenty dollars towards whatever rookie your team drafts that you want to invest in you know if you're a jets fan maybe you can get a jersey that will last you more than two seasons so you uh, focus on the legacies you get your nick mangold your curtis martin oh your you're, you're buying you legend jerseys yeah yeah you you can't get anyone recent gotcha. no jets fan no sane jets fan gets anyone recent these days <laughs> hey i tried to buy a jalen smith cowboys jersey so uh you know they didn't have it in stock they saved me from that misery so i feel your pain but uh that'll be it for tonight um if you guys are watching this make sure you like the video otherwise we will see you on friday with our top 12 running backs